from South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. Now, now. News Radio 610 WIOD. Does everyone here believe that they will can and will follow the law? Please answer out loud. Yes. yes. Thank you. I guess the question is, do they mean it? Happens to be the uh, judge presiding over the sentencing case for Nicholas Cruz. And as I depicted in my top takeaway today, what a mess. I mean, just in trying to keep up with this. We're over four years just to get to this point. And what's happened recently? Well, first trying to just get enough jurors together. Then... You had the judge dismiss 11 jurors who objected to falling state law regarding the death penalty. Then that restarts the whole jury selection process. Then she comes back a couple days later when that doesn't seem to be going so well. Sorry, (laughs) big mistake here on my end. No, it's okay. You guys come on back. Then apparently when recalling the original 11 jurors, the court didn't send out the proper communication, so they didn't show up. Then when the proper communication apparently was sent out, and they showed up yesterday. Only 10 of the 11 jurors did. And we find out that the 11th potentially is now moving out of South Florida altogether. And they never were able to find that, that juror. And then you have the lead defense attorney for Cruz yesterday. It's a no-shot. The whole thing is just a mess. And it, it feels dysfunctional. And I'm interested to get somebody who is an expert in these types of things. Criminal defense attorney from South Florida, Mark Iglar. Speak to Mark.com, his website. Mark, is this as much of a mess as I perceive it to be? (laughs) Well, yes and no. Even the Supreme Court writes in their opinions that death is different, which means it's going to be different. It's not as easy to convict someone um, and then ultimately give them the ultimate sanction um, like it would be to convict someone of possessing marijuana. So it's always more difficult it's always more challenging but you are correct this one has um you know like a herculean effort all over it because of the high profile nature of it you know if it was the average joe who killed a few people um that's one thing but this is one of the most um you know uh viewed cases in the country and it makes it more complex and listen i i don't I believe the judge is doing the best that she can at her level of awareness. And what I mean by that, I mean that as a compliment. I don't think that she's intentionally doing anything to sabotage the case. It's just very complex. And you have defense lawyers who want him to live. So that may hinge upon finding any potential errors that this judge um, may engage in and ultimately win at the appellate court. So that's what they're doing. So, Mark. I might be jumping ahead here in, in terms of, of questions, but with what's already happened, that was kind of like the first thing that came to mind. Whatever the outcome happens to be, when mm-hmm. we do actually get this trial underway, ha- have the conditions not already been set so that the other side has a really sweet case they can make on appeal? There are definitely issues already. The judge is doing the best that she can to um, eliminate those, um, but most cases are reversed on issues relating to jury selection. And there's already a a whole bunch that, again, we don't know if they're going to be winners, but you have to at least have issues that the defense is objecting to and taking exception to 
before you ever then have issues that the appellate court could hang their hat on to reverse an outcome. And so far, there's definitely some issues being raised. Okay, so given the, the lay of the land right now, I mean, as it stands, everything's been tabled again until next week now. Right. What do you think should happen from here? How do we write this ship? <laughs> the judge just has to keep doing her best to follow the law and go through this. It's not easy. You know, there's a strong argument to be made, and it was made in the Sun-Sentinel op-ed piece that ran yesterday or today, um, which says, you know, is it, is it worth it? You know, all of this, is it worth it? It's not to say that, that, you know, to comment on people's desire to see whether he should live or die, that's a separate issue. But is it all worth it? In other words, let's say you get what you want. You go through all of this at unbelievable taxpayer expense, and then some errors are created. Maybe it gets reversed. You've got to do it all over again. Or if he does get death, you're not going to see him die anytime soon. A lot of these people will be dead before he's ever put to death. Um, you know, and who knows whether it'll ever happen. It's just a lot that has to go on one side of the scale when you're deciding whether it's worth it. Obviously, considerations of victims' families come into play here, which, you know, is um, kind of existential factor, I suppose, which sure. might answer that, that question for a lot of people. And I understand why. You know, it's being pursued because of those considerations. That said, something else that came to mind, given the relative issues associated to this point, would it have been better moving this out of Broward? Uh, it depends. And by the way, the same question is being asked of me as it relates to my client, Scott Peterson, the alleged coward of Broward, who I think is 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 completely innocent, being accused of not going in to save uh, the people um, who were killed by Nicholas Cruz, different story, different day. But, um, you know, the, you don't get to move it just because you want to. The judge has to decide to move it, and you don't move it until and unless it could be shown, I think, that there's no way to get fair and impartial jurors. And while it is challenging and difficult, ultimately, uh, I don't think a judge is going to move this case until and unless you, you, you get, you know, across the board, it's impossible to find people who can be fair. And so far, th th you know, they have a nice pool of people that they can choose from who could somehow give, you know, three to six months to this trial. I, I, I can't believe it, but, um, you know, so far they've got them. So maybe they can make this work. You mentioned the Peterson case of whom you, you represent. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. different set of circumstances in, involving your client, but the same particular tragedy that uh, it, that connects the two what what is unfortunately that, what, yeah what does that look like at this point well my client's facing a life sentence for allegedly doing nothing to save the kids and i thought as a citizen before i ever met him that that's exactly what happened because that's all we've been told i'm telling you without getting into great detail because we don't have the time they are prosecuting an innocent man that is my belief to the core, not just as his lawyer, but as a human being who is reading the transcripts of what he is saying in real time, including but not limited to, asking a fellow officer, where's the shooter? Do you know where the shooter's located? Because of the unique circumstances, many of the officers didn't know where the shots were coming from, thought that they were coming from the football field hundreds of yards away, told my client that's where the shooting was coming from. Everybody there um, believed that the shooting was from outside and or a different location, 
and when Sheriff Israel was taking heat for not taking appropriate action, he says in a press conference, in that famous press conference, I give you Scott Peterson and put my client on a silver platter to be sacrificed. Don't look at what we failed to do as a law enforcement agency. Look at this one guy who's a coward. And that is so far from the truth, from a guy who orders the code red, guy who's in real time keeping officers back so that they don't get shot by what he thought was sniper fire. The facts are not what the public has been led to believe. Mark, uh, we'll look forward to next steps in this. I mean, I, when you say something uh, so convincingly, I, I do take it uh, seriously. News of the day, switching gears entirely, just as a, uh, a attorney and, and someone who is, uh, you know, an officer of the court, the, the Supreme Court leak that came down last night, your take on that? No surprise. I mean, this is, you know, this is something that was planned for quite some time. It's a political process. The Supreme Court is, is, is all about politics these days. And uh, Trump had every right to stack the Supreme Court with conservative justices who now, no surprise, um, find that Roe versus Wade is potentially not um, uh, constitutional any longer. So that's what you get. Attorney Mark Iglarsh. Speak to Mark.com. Appreciate it, Mark. Take care, my friend. Be well. You as well.